Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is I, Tyler Fornis, back with you again on this beautiful Monday evening. We're going to talk some Vikings, and we're going to talk from a betting perspective today. We're going to talk over-unders. We're going to talk props. And we're going to discuss something called the run-and-shooter, which you may have already heard about. But that is new from me. And welcome to The Real Forno Show. Welcome to The Real Forno Show. Tyler Fornes, contributor at NBC Sports Edge, USA Today's Vikings Wire, Sports Illustrated's All Seahawks, along with being a member at Climbing the Pocket. Welcome. Welcome, one and all. We are back from our one-week hiatus to celebrate this great country in the 4th of July. I am your host, Tyler Fornis. With me is, bang, producer Dave. I am back on my point game. Dave, how are you today? I am doing good. It's a little warm down here, but we're doing all right. I mean, as you can probably tell by my forehead, it's a little warm here. I just got finished grilling a steak and some kebabs and artichokes for the first time, which was an interesting experience. They are, Dave, have you ever grilled an artichoke before? I've had artichokes before, yes. No, but have you ever grilled them personally? No, I have not personally grilled them because I've had artichokes before. Yeah. <laughs> so they're very weird to grill because they're like almost like a cactus flower on the outside, but then on the inside they're like this they're almost like melting. It's mm-hmm. it's a very very unique thing to try and grill. But they ended up tasting pretty good and the wife was happy. So, uh we That's all that we yeah, and after my grill fiasco, I got a new one, and the maiden voyage was smooth sailing. I was very happy. So, uh, Dave, we're going to talk some gambling. Are you a sports better yourself? Generally, no. And when okay. I do, I tend to lose. Hey, you know what? There's nothing wrong with that because it is hard to sports gamble. The best in the industry finish with about a 55% clip. My old boss at NBC, Thor Nystrom, who is now with Fantasy Pros, more specifically their site, Betting Pros, where he is going to do all of his college football content. He, over a 10-year period, is at 54%, which is staggeringly good. It's all kind of like playing blackjack. You you can only be so good when you're going against the spread. It is a difficult thing because Vegas is very good at what they do. Yes, but they are. because of that, it also gives us a really good barometer for what the world gen- generally thinks of a team or a player and what their performance is going to be. Sometimes they're off and they're not able to predict a breakout. Like nobody predicted Justin Jefferson to have his rookie year. Nobody predicted Josh Allen to have his third year. Patrick Mahomes, his first year as a starter. There are some that are just anomalies and we have to remember that more often than not Vegas is right because otherwise they wouldn't be in business anymore. So we're going to take a look, and we're going to get all our numbers from Bet Online. So it's one centralized source. All right, we're going to start with the division, mm-hmm. the division title. The NFC North: Green Bay is the favorite at minus one seventy-five. The Vikings are second at plus two twenty-five. Friend of the show, Eric Eager, his restore the roar Lions are at plus one thousand. For those of you that aren't super familiar. Everything is based off of $100. So if you're plus 175 or minus 175, you have to bet 175 to win 100. If you are 
plus 225, like the Minnesota Vikings are, you bet 100 bucks, you win 225. So that means the Vikings are significant underdogs in this scenario, which your mileage may vary on how you view this team, but I don't think that's necessarily unfair. The Vikings have a lot to prove, and they have made a lot of changes in order to make those improvements. The big wild card is, will those improvements result in more wins? The Vikings last year won eight games. Will they win 10 games, 11 games, 12 games? Because to win the division, they're probably going to have to do that. They're going to have to take a big step forward. And Vegas is not in the camp right now of, are they going to take that next step? Uh, Dave, uh, do you think that that's a relatively fair assessment from Vegas? Well, Vegas has them at eight and a half wins, which is an eight, eight and one record. Perfectly normal for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, I do believe, however, that our offense, the weapons that are there, and with the new O'Connell uh, um, scheme, if they can work this, can be absolutely outstanding. Mm-hmm. And if it is, and the, on the defensive side, if they gel quickly learning the Donatel scheme, and stay healthy, and everybody's got to stay healthy. That affects every team. If you stay healthy, I think they have a very, very good chance to win the division. I think Vegas is looking at Green Bay and thinking, oh, it's Aaron Rodgers. They've won 13 games, what, three years in a row. They're bound to get it. I don't think they're taking into effect that he has a brand new, basically, receiving core that he's got to work in. I don't, and the fact that he's given up and sort of fallen off the cliff once before, will he do that again? I think that's where the Vikings, the Vikings can excel. I can see Green Bay falling back. I can see Detroit getting better, and I can see Chicago being Chicago again this year. I could see us winning the division. Now, if you put a hundred dollars down and win, you know, two twenty-five or what was it? And that's mm-hmm. a decent bet if you've got that money to play with. And it always went gambling. My dad was very good at it. You want to play with money you can afford to. Do not go into stuff that you can't. And you want to, you know, consider, you know, a night's entertainment. If you're going to Vegas and playing blackjack, hey, it's a night's entertainment. I could take $20 and, you know, buy $20 worth of chip, play low-level table, and be there for hours. Mm-hmm. And that's a cheap – I spend more than that go to the movies. Yeah. So it's – invest wisely. Don't always invest with your heart. That's generally what gets you in trouble. Hmm. But I do think the Vikings can win the division. I think they can too. And I think plus 225 is good for a small play. Uh, I think with the questions surrounding Green Bay are 100% fair and valid. We all know the kind of longevity that Tom Brady has had. But we can't expect Aaron Rodgers to continue on that path. And it's, it's a tough one. Because Rodgers has really not shown any signs of declining. He, in fact, he's gotten better each of the last three years. Really, ever since they drafted Jordan Love, he's just improved, improved, improved. Mm-hmm. Like, 
one, credit to Aaron Rodgers, because after 2019, he looked like he was relatively cooked. And taking Jordan Love felt like a really smart play. It reinvigorated him, and now he seems better than ever. But Father Time catches up to everybody, and nobody wins. Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Dan Marino, John Elway, Andrew Luck to a certain extent. It finds a way. Brett Favre of 2010. Mm-hmm. It finds a way. When will that happen for Aaron Rodgers? Could be this year. Could be next year. Hell, it could be in seven years. We don't know. But we know he doesn't have a safety blanket anymore. And that's going to be a run-first team, more so than they have been in a decade plus. What will that look like? Will Aaron Rodgers be an MVP candidate? Will he trust his receivers enough? Because the biggest difference between Mahomes and Rodgers, Mahomes has inherent trust in whoever he's throwing the football to. Rodgers really only trusted Devontae Adams. He threw to other guys, and he felt comfortable throwing to other guys. But when the chips were on the table, it was Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams. And, oh, yeah, his name's Devontae Adams. He's mm-hmm. gone now. He's There's Vegas. a lot of questions in Green Bay on how they're going to keep this moving forward. So plus 225, if you want to throw 20 bucks down on it, you can make a decent amount of money. You're going to you're going to get a full return of 65 bucks. That's that's worth your time. Well, I, that'll get you taking the wife out to the movies just like I talked about. Yep. And uh, I'm a big hey, gambling is entertainment. Mm-hmm. Until you become somewhat of an insider, then you can manipulate the board. Then you have an understanding of this, that, and you can take advantage of Vegas having poor lines. But if you're willing to spend a hundred bucks a night out of town, you're willing to spend a hundred bucks gambling. That's the best way I can look at it. And if I didn't mention before, we are getting our lines from our friends at betonline.ag. Um, they have a comprehensive um, setup where they have uh, odds for a lot of different things, and it's all in one place. So. I feel like it's smarter to just use it from one place instead of jumping from site to site. Um, your mileage may vary on that. You may not care for bet online, and that's fine. But because sports gambling is technically not legal yet in the state of Minnesota, which is still utterly ridiculous. But edibles are. Oh, you heard the story about that, didn't you, Dave? Oh, yes. Oh, it was glorious. Oh, oh, so glorious. I loved it. But let's continue on. Odds to win the NFC Championship. Now, this is going to tell you two things. One, how highly that Vegas views the Vikings as far as potentially being the Super Bowl representative for the NFC. And two, do they believe they'll make the playoffs? Because that's going to be laced into here. Tampa Bay's at one, plus 375. The Rams are just behind at plus 450, and the Packers at plus 475. Then it jumps to the Niners at plus 800. Tied for eighth, which is a signal to me The Vikings will not make the playoffs according to Las Vegas. They're tied with the New Orleans Saints at plus 1,600. So if you bet $100, the Vikings make the Super Bowl, you're going to get a return of 1,600. Dave, I feel like that's a relatively fair rating. The tough part for me in parsing this out, because the other teams that are in front of them are Dallas, Arizona, and Philly. They could, in theory, be better than all three of those teams. Mm -hmm. And then four, if you count the Saints. They could also be worse than all four of those teams. None of those outcomes are really that surprising to me because 
the Vikings are just this massive wild card. And quite frankly, the teams ahead of them are wild cards too. Will Jalen Hurts take a leap? The Cowboys lost some big-time players. Are they going to take a step back? Especially in offense, losing Amari Cooper and Lyle Collins. And then you have the New Orleans Saints, Jameis Winston, Michael Thomas is not even medically cleared yet. He's running, but he's not medically cleared. What's going to happen without Sean Payton? There are a lot of question marks after the that top group in the NFC. I don't think this is a smart play for anybody, Dave, but I think it's worth noting that the Vikings are viewed at best like team six in the NFC by Vegas because Philly and Arizona are ahead of them, but they're a plus 1400, which means they're relatively close. It's worrisome to me as a fan from a fan perspective that Vegas does not view this team as highly as they potentially could be. Well, you've got a big question mark in Kevin O'Connell, the brand new coaching staff, brand new scheme. Um, Granted, you've got a new coach down in New Orleans, but they're running the same stuff they have been. So it's that Vegas is there. They'll always err on the more conservative side when they have unknowns that are at play. Kevin O'Connell and crew are a complete unknown to Vegas. Yeah, they can say, well, we suspect he'll do, you know, like Sean McVay did, but we don't know that for sure. So they're, they're going to err on the conservative side, which is smart. That's business smart. They're in the business to make money, right? They want people betting on both sides of the house, both sides of that line, and they're going to skim off theirs. And the closer to accurate they can get that line, the more money they make because the less money they lose. So Kevin O'Connell's the big question mark. I think that's what has... Vegas hedging their bets a little bit. Um, They can see Kirk Cousins. You know, they know what he's done so far, but they don't know what he's going to do for O'Connell now. You know, they knew what he did in Washington, but O'Connell now, they can see the weapons on the offense. They can see how the defense is being rebuilt, but it's a new scheme. How's all that going to mesh? They err on the we'll wait and see mode type of deal. And they go with past performances. And past performances have said the Vikings are going to finish 500. So they're going with 500. Yeah. I'm right there with Vegas because I think as of right now, with the information we currently have, and I am, it's, I am, I, sorry, I, I hold the right to change my mind at any time based on new incoming information. Yeah, I feel hopefully, like that's a fair caveat. Hopefully after week four, we're 4-0, and oh, and we're talking about, yeah. oh, no, they're way wrong. Yeah. You know what? I I have My biggest hesitations are with Kirk Cousins and him being able to rewire his brain. Mm-hmm. And him being willing to make those big boy throws with more consistency, tight windows, not taking check downs, waiting that extra half second to to get the crosser across the middle. Throwing into tight coverage when it's not perfect. I have reservations that a 34-year-old person is going to be able to change that about themselves and how their mental makeup is. That's a very, very tough thing 
It's a tough thing for a child to do, and that's when it's at its easiest. It's even harder for a grown man who's had these set characteristics about himself and set tendencies for so long. It's It, it becomes inherently difficult. I'm sitting right around a 500 football team, and we're going to kind of transition right into that right now. Um, I would not bet on either side them making the playoffs or not because I feel like I would lose it no matter what because it's a very, very close bet, and you're not getting great odds. Mm-hmm. This is another one where I'm struggling because I have them at either 8-9 and nine or 9-8 nine and eight right now, and 8.5 and is right at what their odds are. Eight, both eight at minus one, 150. Uh, both uh, both the minus 15 or minus 115 are the over and under. Uh, right now, it's nine wins on bet online. I'm not willing to touch that because I, unless you feel with a lot of conviction that this team is either going to be really good or stink, I can't touch it. It's it's too close. It's It's a very tough line. Like you take a look at some of these other ones. There are ones that, that you could take advantage of. Like the Steelers at over seven and a half feels like a gimme because of Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. Niners at nine and a half feels like you can get that over. Tampa at 11 and a half feels like you can hit an over. Washington at eight, you could hit an under. Atlanta might win more than four and a half games just out of attrition. Buffalo at 11 and a half, you can probably go over there too. Like there are some that are hittable. Chicago under six and a half, easy money. But the Vikings are in that weird sweet spot where that's pretty much where most analysts, most um, well-informed individuals, have them pegged right at that nine-win mark. I don't. I just. I can't see myself placing a bet on the Minnesota Vikings at where their odds currently sit. Where are you at with this, Dave? Um. I've said months ago I predict eight eight and one, um, but I can see I can see twelve wins on paper. Everything looks absolutely fabulous, right? We've got the best wide receiving core of the whole NFC North. It's not even close. We've got Dalvin Cook, probably the best running back in the NFC North, if not the entire NFC. You have all those weapons. On defense, you now have healthy Zadarius Smith and Daniel Hunter. If they stay healthy, there's 200 pressures, right? That's not including everybody else on the defense. That's just those two. I do believe, as Darren and I discussed yesterday, uh, Horrible Harry, Harrison Phillips is going to be great there in the middle and compliment Tomlinson and Armand Watts. I think that defensive line is going to take a step up that we have not seen since probably 2017-ish. So, they could very well win 12 games, right? Maybe even more and win this division. But I could also see them, new coach, new everything, Kirk being Kirk, mistakes being made at wrong moments, injuries, stuff like that, and then falling at 8-8-1 eight, eight and one, and being the typical 500 team they have been. Do I want them to be? No. If I'm using my brain, I agree with Vegas. 
Th that's where to put them right now until they prove otherwise. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, we're going to go off to our next one, Dave, and this is going to talk MVP. MVP is an interesting one because it you have a couple like clear favorites. Josh Allen, plus five. Justin Herbert, plus seven. Patrick Mahomes, plus nine. Then you tail off pretty quickly. Joe Burrow, plus 11. Tom Brady, plus 12. And then Rodgers and Stafford, plus 16. All the way down on the list, Kirk Cousins, plus 4,000. Meaning... <laughs> You make four thousand bucks on a hundred dollar bet. Dalvin Cook plus ten thousand, and unfortunately, Justin Jefferson does not make the list, even though some other high profile receivers, Devonte Adams, Two. Debo Samuel, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, are on the list. Now, Kirk Cousins at plus four thousand. If you believe that he's going to have a Matthew Stafford type season and can carry this team to 12, 13 wins, it's not a terrible dart throw. If you want to throw 10 bucks down, you'll make 400 bucks on a $10 bet. Right. It's only $10. So if, if you're willing to throw money away, I that's worth the chance. I don't think that any of these guys outside of maybe Josh Allen. I would I would throw some money down at Josh Allen a plus five hundred. I could not throw money on any of these guys really. It it's too big of a risk. You, there are too many components that are going to go into this. How consistent are they? Are they going to peak at the right time to be able to get the award at the end? Like, are their receivers going to hold up? How's They're... their defense going to play? Mm -hmm. Like MVP, like. You can carry your team, but if your defense lets you down seven times, people aren't going to vote for you. That's It's how it should work because you carry them to a potential victory and the defense lets you down, but that's not how it works in the NFL. Never has been how it works. So I would, I would hold off on betting MVP unless you're willing to throw money down the drain for a big-time dart throw, which is fine. You are more than welcome to do just that. And we have a couple more here. Um, scanning to see if the Vikings have any comeback player of the year candidates. Daniil Hunter at plus 3,300 is an interesting one. Um, but you have a couple quarterbacks in here. Jameis Winston at plus 400. Daniel Jones at plus 1,200. Lamar Jackson is also at the plus 1,200. I would bet on uh, one of the quarterbacks winning it if they have a really good year. So that would be a tough one to sell as far as Daniel Hunter being a defensive end and needing flashy sacks in order to take advantage of that. Um, but taking a look here, uh, rookie of the year, um, kind of scrolling to see if the Vikings have anybody worth mentioning. The offense, they're not going to, and defense is not listed. So, Dave, we've kind of flown through um, – everything as far as a betting perspective early because there's we need some more information to really fully be willing to make some of these bets because training camp is going to tell us a lot and i will be at a lot of the training camp practices god willing because dave hmm. we're gonna we're gonna probably have a little bit of a shorter episode today 
because there just isn't a whole lot to talk about in this massively dead period. But I quit my job today. And it was, okay. it was, a, it was a glorious day. Um, and I quit my job because I'm going to be going full-time sports writer. And I'm going to be hopefully spending a lot of my time at Vikings training camp. And that logo you see right there is Substack's logo. I created my own Substack called The Run and Shooter. Now, The Run and Shooter is a combination of three things. Football, my love for the early 1990s Oilers run and shoot offense, and pro wrestling, which I will be doing. Um, I will be writing about a bunch, just doing some random stuff. Um, I'm going to be writing a lot of betting, writing a lot of like re- reviews, recaps, um, touching on breaking news. And eventually, come the offseason, I'm going to be doing some retro content, De- writing reviews of old games, do- trying to do some watch-alongs. It'll be a fun time. And it you can check it out, runandshooter.substack.com. Um, there is a small subscription fee, which... Uh, Dave graciously um, contributed and pledged to subscribe for a full year. Um, and that Pledged, was wonderful. To see. Yes, you did. Um, there will be some free stuff, but most of it will be behind a paywall once everything gets really ramped up. I will I will con- um, leave some uh, in front of the paywall to keep reminding people like what I'm kind of doing. But I recommend you check it out and it would mean the world if you jumped in and did subscribe because it's helping me achieve a dream of being able to do analysis on a full-time basis because this is a lot of fun. I love doing it. And once the season comes around, Dave, we're going to have a lot more fun. There's going to be a lot more to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be a really good time. And there's going to be potential of more audio and video coming from me because I will have full time availability. I'm going to be available 24 seven, be able to sit in this beautiful office with the warm moon jerseys in the background, not having to put on jeans, just being able to lounge around in shorts all day. We're going to have a really good need to wear pants. Oh, I don't need to wear pants. Pants suck. I'm wearing shorts. I'm wearing shorts, baby. Don't worry. You will not have to see my boxers on camera, Dave. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, please, uh, be willing to go check it out. Um, it'll be linked in the show notes. Dave has the logo right down on the bottom of the screen. And we also want to say thank you, Dave, to our great partners at Lake Monster Brewing. Yes, we do. They make some tremendous beer. Dave, have you gotten a shipment recently and had some beer? No, um, I did not. I have not. I need to talk to Matt about it, but. We do have the new stuff that's on tap this week, right? So if you're wanting, right there, the newest one, I highlighted it last night, strawberry rhubarb ale, right? A little nice, refreshing, a little bit different. Everybody from the Upper Plains loves rhubarb, yourself inclu- or myself included. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be a fantastic ale. It's different, yes, but I think... You know, coming off the hot dog days of summer, we were talking before the show how it's a little warm down here in Texas and warm up there in Minnesota, how something like that would hit the spot perfectly when you're sitting down to write about the Minnesota Vikings or as us fans, watch the people that contribute to it and watch the games and watch the tapes from today's 
practice once we get into August and the guys are on the field and have pads on. So it is absolutely perfect if you are in the St. Paul area, go to the brewery. If you're over in Minneapolis, cross the bridge and go to the brewery. And if you're in the Vikings viewing area, check out your local uh, beer sales outlet that you get your favorite brews from and check out some of their products. They are absolutely outstanding and they support the local community and they are Vikings fans too. Yeah, they are a great group of people. I I have enjoyed my times at the brewery and I'm assuming it'll be coming back in the fall, Dave, a hot apple cider ale. It is one of the oddest things but it works and it genuinely tastes like a good beer, but it's hot. <laughs> it sounds good. It sounds good. It's just so great. So great. Um, in the meantime, Dave, um, do we have any more shows lined up for the rest of the week? No, uh, Vikings happy hour. The Ryan and Matt have been in discussion today. They're working on what they're planning for their format for the upcoming season. Hopefully the other shows are as well. We have nothing up until Darren and I on Saturday, back at our regular time and place, and we'll be going on from there. I don't know what we're going to discuss yet at this moment, but it'll be something interesting, probably taking more looks at the, you know, in-depth at the groups of position groups as we roll into camp here in less than two weeks. Yeah, it'll be a really good time. I potentially may not have a show next week. I'm going to try and make sure, but I have a lot that I have on my plate right now with finishing up at the liquor store and starting to transition into a life of working from home. So uh, as a if, beat writer, I know if we it can doesn't get some mean con- just working from home. It means running your uh, backside oh. out to Eng- or Egan and sitting in the sun and make sure you stay hydrated and, Protect your head from, you know, too much sun and stuff like that. Dave, I don't know if you notice, I have some good protection here. <laughs> oh, yeah, better than mine. I have to wear hats. <laughs> but, um, no, you'll do a lot of writing at home. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of writing. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I appreciate you guys being along for the ride. Um, we will be doing a, a full preview show at some point either this week or next week or the week after. And we're going to be breaking stuff down. And then we're going to have stuff to actually break down in real time outside of that, because we're going to have live practice to talk about. We're going to have training. First week. We're going to have three preseason games. Then we're going to have 17 regular season games that we're going to be able to discuss weeks. Yeah. It's going to be a very, very, very fun time. In the meantime, that we have a little bit of an abbreviated show today, so I apologize, but there's we got through our topics in a relatively quick fashion. So, from Dave, who make sure you check out Two Old Bloggers, a fantastic show. Hopefully, on Saturday, we don't run into any Canadian weather issues again. Well, the weather issues was with Darren. He had uh, rain, and he's playing tennis. And he was competing both in singles and in doubles and singles. He made the finals. Nice. Uh, got through the first set before he cramped up and couldn't play anymore. 
he today is looking for ways to stay hydrated. And in the doubles, he made uh, quarters, I think. And uh, he's doing well. But the rain Saturday screwed up the schedule, and he kept winning, which kept screwing up the schedule when we were going to broadcast. And that's why we ended up on Sunday night. That is a worthwhile reason mm-hmm. to postpone the broadcast. I'll say that much. But make sure yeah, you check those guys out. Give it a few weeks, and he'll be back in the snow being up in Yellowknife. So if he wants to get out and exercise, I'm all for it. Bingo. Check them out. Please check out the Run and Shooter Substack, which you can find pinned on my Twitter profile or at the link below. Um, from Dave, I'm Tyler. Have a great night, everybody. Make sure you keep joining us to turn your Mondays purple. And Skull Vikings, baby. Skull Vikings! Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell, and rate us on your favorite aggregator. And a special shout-out goes to our partners, the Daily Norsemen, where the best Vikings content can be found. And to Lake Monster Brewing, home of the best beer in Minnesota. Skull, everybody. Skull, everybody.